The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality, new, and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Sorry about uh, the internet issues we were having in that last segment. Uh, we were talking over Landon and he couldn't hear us for a minute. And it was not our intention to talk over that young man, he did a great job. I thought, guys. What I mean, if you're if you're talking college sports with a, a high school senior and he he's that knowledgeable, I'm I'm pretty impressed because I don't have no, a clue. I thought he was fantastic and can't wait to get him back on again. Absolutely. Um, Friday, we brought you live uh, on the air the A Suns press conference announcing the addition of Central Arkansas. Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State University to the A-Sun, which will now prompt them to start playing football as a conference, which is fantastic, moving their teams out of the Big South where they don't have to travel up to New Jersey and take on Monmouth. (laughs) 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 So there's that. Going to be really exciting. And uh, to get some more information on how exactly that's going to play out over the next uh, few months, we bring in on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline Jacksonville State Athletics Director and Waynesboro native Greg Seitz. Greg, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? We're doing well, Greg. Appreciate you joining us this morning since you wouldn't on Friday. I understand that Chris reached out to you and um, you said, I'm going to be a little busy Friday morning. I guess now we know yeah, why. Yeah, I think- yeah, it was. It was a, It was an exciting day, I tell you, for both of you. And, hey, I appreciate the opportunity to, to come on and talk. I know, uh, Mo, you probably got to keep Chris straight there. I know he's a Gamecock at heart. He is a Gamecock at heart and does not miss an opportunity to remind us of such. Um, by the way, Greg, we were told yesterday during our segment with Chip Walters to be sure and tell you he said hello. So. Yeah, Chip. Chip is a great guy, and I hope maybe one day we can get back in a, in the league with uh, Middle Tennessee. Man, they're great people up there in Murfreesboro for sure. 
Well, you're, you're certainly headed that way. Um, talk about the, the thought process that went into you guys leaving the Ohio Valley Conference after um, a long tenure there. Yeah, you, you, you know, we've had a, a great run in the Ohio Valley Conference. We've been in there 18 years. We won 78 conference championships during that time. Uh, and it was really, it was, I mean, it's been a great experience for us. And, you know, we certainly appreciate everything that Commissioner DeBush and the entire staff does. But honestly, uh, Maurice and Chris, for, for Jacksonville State, the issue has always been uh, the, the geography of, of where we're located. We're the most southern school in that league. So, for us, travel is always a uh, concern. When you look at the one-way mileage from Jacksonville State to the other 11 OVC schools, it's 3,996 miles. So it's uh, it's a lot of travel. And, um, you know, we we, had, we have asked over the last few years as the OVC had explored opportunities for expansion and stuff to, you know, if, you would, if they would take a look at maybe a school, you know, very close to us, because our, our closest travel partner – is three hours and 45 minutes away, and that's, that's in Cookville in Tennessee Tech. So, you know, we had looked, you know, there were some opportunities there with maybe North Alabama or Kennesaw, and, you know, for whatever reasons, the OBC presidents, you know, felt like they wanted to go in a different direction. So, honestly, at the end of the day, it really just came down to a, a geographic fit for Jacksonville State. Differently, though, how how does that – fit for Eastern Kentucky, it feels like they were kind of right in the middle of the OVC and now they're going to be an outlier, right? Yeah. And honestly, they were really an outlier when you look at it. And I certainly don't want to speak on the decisions why Eastern Kentucky may have made the move. Theirs may have been a little different than what ours were, but you know, they are located on the sure. Eastern side of Kentucky. You know, they're not certainly not in the middle, like an Austin P or Murray or, or Belmont. Uh, I mean, they are, kind of on the outer edge uh but i think if you listen to the press conference and stuff i think they were just really ready for something new at eastern kentucky but you know certainly i'll let their folks speak on their behalf of the decisions why they made that move right for for jacksonville now the gamecocks enter in a conference with north alabama like you said uh of course we continue to have that that rivalry with eastern kentucky that was really brooding when I was in school there in the mid two thousands, but also adding Lipscomb. So you, you get rid of one basketball power from middle Tennessee and you pick up another. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we certainly have a lot of respect for, for Lipscomb and everything that they have done. And certainly they've, I mean, been a great basketball program. And I think that's evident by, you know, I think they made it to the NIT finals, what, two years ago. So, I mean, they are certainly uh, a really, really good program. But I think, Chris, when you look at it from a geographical standpoint, of course, now the ASM will be at 12 schools. So, you know, we're going to jump into division play. And so so in our division, what you know, what we anticipate there would be Central Arkansas, uh, North Alabama, Lipscomb, Bellarmine, and then Kennesaw State. So when you, when you look at that mileage, that's right around 1,300 miles. Uh, one way from our campus to all of those schools. And, uh, you, you, I mean, you said it right. Our rival with North Alabama is one of the oldest in, in Jacksonville State's uh, history. And uh, But I tell you, we have a budding rival with Kennesaw State, who is only located about one hour away from our campus. If you recall, we played them in 2018 in the last football game. I don't, don't want to recall. 
I do not want to recall. I know. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I'll just say they, the guy fumbled there and at the end of regulation. It wasn't called, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was a that was a uh, that was a five overtime game at Truist Park in Atlanta, which actually was voted as the as the top FCS football game of the year. And uh, I was fortunate to be on the FCS football committee, and I was in Indianapolis in the room watching it. And and of course, I knew that the winner of that game was going to get a national seed, one of the top eight seeds, and then. The, the loser would end up having to play in the first round. But I tell you, just, just the opportunity to play Kennesaw in North Alabama in all of our sports, uh, I mean, that was a that was another driving force in, in the reason we made that decision. Believe me, Greg, we've heard all about that JSU-Kennesaw game. <laughs> as, as you, you mentioned, have. And we, we have, we have. But, um, and the 2005 Furman yeah. game. But there's – We've talked to Engel Martin on this show before, Greg, and it was uh, it, it was very brought back some bad memories from 2005. That's all I'll say. In, in fact, oh, I know it. It, it is. I think Hanif Hawk he, he ended up coming up with that. Uh, he had a leg cramp at soft the clock, and I still I still have a hard time getting over that with me. Anyway, Greg, we're over it, huh? No, we're not over it because Chris had to explain to Engel why he hated him on the air. <laughs> yeah, nothing personal, but here you go. Right, yeah, what a right. great quarterback. What a great game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That all that said, Greg, um the the idea of being on the ground floor of a new football conference, I think has to be pretty exciting with you guys with with Kennesaw, with Eastern, with Central Arkansas. Um Tell us a little bit about what that's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, that's probably the most exciting thing about it, Maurice, is, you know, we're, we have the ability to, to basically build football from the ground up because the ASUN is, is uh, the only FCS conference out there without football. And so the opportunity to come in and pick your teams, you know, usually when there's an alignment or when schools leave and go to other conferences, you know, there's already an established footprint and established teams you know, with football. And so the opportunity here for us to build football from the ground up, when you, when you look at Jacksonville State, Central Arkansas, and Kennesaw State, those are three top ten uh, nationally recognized programs. And in North Alabama, certainly it's not going to take them very long to get up. And when you look at the past history of Eastern Kentucky and the two national championships they won and the 24 OVC championships throughout their very proud and storied history – it's going to be, we want to build the, the premier number one FCS football conference in the, in the country. And we want to be better than the Missouri Valley or the Big Sky and the Colonial. And I think, honestly, we've got the opportunity to do that. So we have five schools already locked in. And so we're, we're just looking and, you know, we're going to be very picky and, and see who we want to partner with on these last two or three schools. We, we do not want to be any larger than eight teams in that conference. Uh, and then you got to have six to get an automatic qualifying bid. Uh, so we, you know, we're going to be very picky, but when you look at the footprint of where, where we are located, and when I say we're, I'm talking about, I kind of call it the core five of the A Sun. I think we got some great opportunities and there's some other really good football brands out there that we can, uh, you know, build off of. Now, Greg, will, will Stetson not join you guys? So Stetson, they, they will stay in the pioneers. Yep, they're hmm. they're a non scholarship and will stay in the Pioneer and of course Liberty will stay at FBS, so they they won't play football with us in the A Sun. So those two schools will continue to reign in the leagues and play as an independent as they currently do. Okay. Okay. Hmm. 
That's certainly interesting. I, I'm really excited about not just football, but this really becomes a, a very strong basketball conference now with the addition of Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, uh, obviously joining Lipscomb and Central Arkansas. I, you know, basketball over the years, we, we've Jacksonville State has had to play against some of the best in mid-major hoops in Belmont, in Murray State, et cetera. And the Gamecocks have been very competitive over the last few years. Where, where, do, where do you see your guys uh, see the, the school in basketball, baseball, softball? Uh, do you feel like you, you have put yourself in a good position in those sports as well? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think you are, I think you're spot on there. I think, uh, you know, certainly in 2017, which was the first year that Ray Harper was our men's basketball coach, you know, we went to the NCAA tournament and I've always told him he made me look like a great athletic director by going to the tournament the first year, which was our, (laughs) which was our first ever appearance. But, you know, I mean, we, we really do play a really, really good brand of basketball. I mean, you think about it, we, we beat Belmont five straight games and that's the first time to my knowledge, that they had lost five straight games to an opponent, certainly, you know, when they were in the Ohio Valley Conference. And uh, for us to be able to do that, uh, you know, was was a great feat. This this uh, Just about two weeks ago, we won for the first time ever at Murray State. Um, and so – and then we won it in Clarksville as well against Austin P, who has a really, really good basketball uh, program as well. So – um, I think we're going to be very competitive right out of the gates in uh, basketball in our league. And, uh, you know, but that's, I mean, that's what we want. We, we want to, uh, you, you know, be very good and, and compete in all of our sports. And, of course, baseball, we just built an $11 million baseball stadium. And, you know, we've being the most Southern team, we've had a lot of uh, history and tradition of winning in baseball in the OVC. And, of course, our softball program is second to none. I mean, we've won – We've won 12 OVC championships in softball. Uh, and then you have to remember we were on the, in the league from 2003, uh, you know, until this spring. So we, we have a great history and tradition. And, um, you know, we're just we're ready to take those uh, on and, and look at the challenges of getting in the ASUN conference and, uh, you know, competing, uh, you know, with those schools. Because it's a very, very good league. And I know a lot of folks around when you when you think of OVC and stuff that, but the A-Sun, actually, when you look, they had they had 19 postseason wins uh, by all their members in the last year that we had competition, uh, you know, which is really, really good. I think most of you remember Florida Gulf Coast and basketball, what it was at Dunk City, I think, back in uh, 2015 or 16 that made Dunk it to City. the Sweet 16. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really, really competitive league, top to bottom. They get multiple bids in baseball and softball almost every year. Uh, with Stetson and JU and uh, Florida Gulf Coast, and um, you know, so it's a it's a great league, and we're happy to be a part of it. So, will will this begin with the twenty twenty one twenty two school year in the fall? You will begin conference play with them, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, so we'll we'll become an official member on July the first of. 2021, so we'll, we'll start competing okay. this fall in the A-Sun. And you're hoping to have a sixth football team by then? Well, you know, we've got some options there, and I think that's a that's a great point. You know, one of the 
as I stated earlier, one of the reasons that we joined the ACN was to build football from the ground up. Uh, you know, in our in our football five really are focused on adding, you know, a couple of more members, uh, whether it's through existing partnerships or or uh, maybe some other ones out there. There's been some talk you may have seen that, you know, four schools from the Southland are leaving and joining the WAC. So we may look at possibly doing maybe for one year, just doing a scheduling alliance with uh, with those four schools because they don't, they don't have a home and the WAC won't be able to get their football bid till 2024 when all their transitional schools are, are eligible for that. So uh, certainly, um, you know, the ASUN, we, we also have a partnership that any football members that come into the ASUN will play, can play if they choose in the Big South. So, so we're fortunate that we have a couple of options and we have access to that automatic qualifier. Um, but Chris, of course, you know us. I mean, you know, our goal, you know, certainly is to win a conference championship, but we're always playing for an at-large bid, uh, you know, into the NCAA playoffs. And so we feel like we have some really good options in order to do that this fall. All right, that's going to be exciting. I, I'm I'm certainly excited about it. I am curious how the the JU JSU thing is going to work out. Um, I guess we can now uh, work on the the Jacks State uh, moniker. <laughs> I don't really know how that's going to how that's going to go, but it should be fun. <laughs> yeah, it really should. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Mo, you know, one thing that people may not realize is, you know, Jacksonville State was a member of uh, what was the Transamerica Athletic Conference, which is now the ASUN from 1995 till 2002. And the reason that we ended up, and that was in all sports except football, and football played in the Southland because the ASUN didn't have football. And so that's the reason we joined the OVC in 2003 was to get all of our sports under one umbrella. So, you know, it's really kind of a homecoming for Jacksonville State to, to get back into that league and uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. As we're, we're joined on the Parks Motorsports um, Motor Sales Hotline by Greg Seitz, Athletics Director at Jacksonville State. And Greg, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, you guys are playing this spring as a conference. You're going to play in the fall as a member of the A-Sun. Um, what are your concerns yeah, about playing that much football in that short a period of time? Yeah, Mo, I mean, that's a, that's a great question and stuff. And, you know, certainly we, we sell the advice of all of our medical experts, uh, you know, just to see, hey, you know, how will that impact us and stuff. So we were – so instead of playing a full schedule in the spring, we, we opted to play four – we played four non-conference games last fall, which we feel like really gave us an edge as we enter into the spring season. We ended up going three and one with our only loss to Florida State, which, you know, we were ahead – uh, twenty-one to seven at halftime at Florida State in that game, and then just honestly just kind of ran out of gas. There. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Chris kept everyone updated on it. So, <laughs> but we we got the only we got the only FBS win uh, of any FCS school this year. We beat Florida International in our last game in October. So, the good thing is the football committee will consider any competition from the fall. So, you know, we we feel like that if we go in and have a really good spring, we're playing seven games in the spring. And if we, you know, if we go six and one, and you add, then you add our other record in. I mean, nine and two. Nobody else is going to have that many wins. And certainly, we want to play for one of those top four national seeds, just to have the opportunity to host uh, throughout the playoffs, which has been reduced down to sixteen teams this year due to the pandemic, and they're only doing four national seeds. So we feel like that we've actually set ourselves up for a great opportunity. Our goal at Jacksonville State is to always play for a national championship in football. 
and so we feel like that we're we've really set the table for an opportunity to do that. But to get back to your point, so you know, I was actually talking with our head football coach yesterday, Coach Cross, and just talking about, hey, you know, if we make a deep run in the playoffs, we're going to give those kids off, and really, we won't do the normal summer workouts, and then we'll just let those kids come back in August when we report, uh, you know, for the 2021 season. You know, we're very excited to to open the 2021 season in Montgomery against UAB. And, uh, you know, as Chris has probably said, you know, Bill Clark is their head coach who left Jacksonville State to take that job and has done a great job there. And and so we're looking forward to that game. It's actually going to be – it's on a Wednesday, um, the, a day before everybody else opens up, and uh, it's going to be a nationally televised game. So, you know, we're certainly excited about that. So uh, I say all that to say that, you know, our, 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 our season is going to be a little shorter because we're opening up so early. But um, – you know, we we um you know we feel good about uh, everything as we as we enter the as spring and, and fall. Certainly, looking forward to spring football. I think it will be uh, it will be as exciting as anything that we've seen, and hopefully, uh, it gives us a chance to bridge the gap between the Super Bowl slash uh, baseball starting, but to the Braves starting as well. So we'll have a lot to talk about on this show. Thanks to uh, FCS football. So we're, we're really excited. Um, Again, Greg Seitz, athletics director at Jacksonville state on the parks, motor sales hotline. Greg, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. Um, Looking forward to seeing Wayne County in the district 12, a tournament as that will get started here soon as well. Yeah, you know, certainly basketball uh, has always been, you know, kind of the highlights there. I think they've kind of been down for the last couple of years, but you know, I think uh, I think they got some pretty young talent. May not be there this year, but in a couple of years, I think uh, you'll you'll see Wayne County get back up there and and hopefully make a return back to the to the state tournament, especially on the on the girls' basketball side. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And, uh, I see they've got another galleon running around down there, Greg. Oh yeah, yeah, really, really good. And then there's a, there's an eighth grader. Um, the middle school team this past weekend just won the state championship. I guess it's the what is it the the hell tournament that's held over at uh, Murfreesboro Christian Academy. And so uh, the James C. So Hale, some, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. So they've got some really talented eighth graders and seventh graders coming up. I know that the um, you know the, there's a Blair Bogus that, that plays, and I know you probably remember uh, Jared Bogus who's uh, her father was a was a really good athlete for Wayne County in the early 1990s, and then uh, got some other other girls. I think so. Then the Galleon girl certainly uh, is the granddaughter of Susan, and uh, you know. So I think the the future looks really uh, bright for that. But you know, there's nothing like the high school basketball tournaments, uh, both up up there. And then we're fortunate here at Jacksonville State. We host one of the four regional sites here, and it's. It's always, honestly, one of my favorite weeks that we have all year. So uh, nothing like tournament time coming up. Nothing like it at all. Again, Greg Seitz, Parks Motor Sales Hotline on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Thanks, Greg. We appreciate your time. Yeah, I look forward to you guys. Don't, don't take so long in having me back on your show. I mean, goodness, I'd be happy to come on here and, and talk, uh, talk <laughs> Jacksonville State all the time. Absolutely. We appreciate it. All right, there we have it. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about courtside care and and, uh, some other things. 
We'll get we'll get to that and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.